I'm back with a brand new series called Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits. Check out Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits on Lifetime every Thursday night. Check your local listings. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. Loving someone who struggles with addiction is an incredibly difficult situation to be in because as much as you care for them, sometimes you have to show them tough love too. My guest today, Kim, whose son recently lost his lifelong battle with addiction, is now figuring out how to move forward. I'm Kim. I am from Texas, Central Texas. I was hoping to connect with my son who recently passed around the first of the year. I guess I was wanting to hear that he was at peace. He was quite a strong person. He was um, larger than life. He was my first natural born son, oldest. And he struggled with addiction for a long time. And it's a disease that he battled. I guess he's 35 when he died, so 21 years. The one thing that I tell all my clients is, please do not be afraid to speak to me. You're not going to interrupt. You're not going to mess anything up. And most certainly, you're not going to give me anything. Spirit already knows what you need to hear today, not what you want to hear. And what we need to hear to make tomorrow a little bit easier. Not easy, but a little bit easier in knowing uh, that they are still with us just in a different way. And more importantly, that their souls are safe and at peace. And most importantly, with God. I typically don't say that in a reading, so there must be a reason why. I don't know even who I'm speaking to yet, but wanted me to say, and their soul is with God. Does that make sense? Of course it does. And more importantly, that you still have this amazing connection and bond with your departed loved ones, that you don't need a medium to actually communicate with them. I'm just able to validate for you that the things going on around you, the things that you feel and everything, that it's real. You're not crazy. Right. <laughs> I understand. That. Um, There's been weird things happening already and, this morning. <laughs> oh, see that? Yeah. So, um, oh, you got quite a few loved ones on the other side already. I just 
completely went over. And then all of a sudden, because it was so weird, like I felt there was just one soul present. I didn't know who it was. And then when I got to the other side, there were so many other souls. So I'm going to say this to you. Is there one, I I know this sounds silly, and I usually don't even ask this Usually I don't ask people this, but is there one particular soul that you want to hear from? Don't, I don't want you to tell me just yes or no. One soul. Yes. Right? You want to know. Yes. You want to know that everyone is there. Right? But one particular soul. Correct? Right. One's most specific. Yep. I heard, please tell my mom not to be afraid that I will not show up. So, uh, did you lose a child? Did you lose a son? Yes, I lost a son. And how do you connect with the number 14? So, 14 will be maybe an age, maybe the time that he's been gone, or the month of January and the month of April. I can connect with January, yes. How do you connect with baseball? Oh, what is that team? I don't know what the team is. So, you, oh, you said you were from Texas. Uh, you said you were from Texas, right? So, I don't know the Texans. Is that a football okay. team? Okay, so how do, how do you connect with sports? I have a son that is a coaches uh, softball and little league, or not little league, but softball and baseball. I guess his kids. Okay, so not that not my son that passed, but his brother. Right, the son here in the physical world, but now his brother is coaching baseball, correct? Softball, mm-hmm. and this is something that you feel that your son might yes. not know about, correct? You know, sometimes what happens when spirit acknowledges things that are going on and the person isn't in the reading, it's their way of acknowledging that person that's still here in the physical world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's very angry about your son's passing? I have one son. Well, some of the kids are probably his brothers are angry um, at passing. Okay. And, and look, that. That's a very strong word, and it doesn't have to be that literal as far as, I, you know, it's an emotion of, of him making me feel like, don't take this for granted, because every soul is different on how they channel and what needs to be said. He shows me when he says that he left this physical world kind of suddenly, correct? Yes, suddenly. Right? We weren't expecting him to pass right. the time that he passed, Right. And he says, I don't want anyone to be angry or to feel that we could have prevented or there could have been more things done and then I never would have died. He says, people can be, I'll I'll use the word upset. Of course people are going to be upset that, that, that they lost their brother, right? Or, or you, you lost your son. It's okay to be angry at or upset with, with whomever it is. God, the world, but he says, what I can't have is to let that change who we are. Does that make sense? Yes. Your son just said, mom, I'm sorry. Do you understand that, Kim? Mom, I'm sorry, yes. (laughs) Your son was kind of funny, and I don't know if this is always something that he would always say, but he goes, you know, Teresa, he goes, I have uh, quite a bit of siblings, he says, but I was mom's favorite. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I think as children, right? I, I, but I think as children, we all think we're the favorite, right? Yeah, <laughs> we the all think we're the favorite. <laughs> yeah. He also says that I don't want you to have any regrets connected to my departure. Do you understand that? I do understand that. 
was was your son very private or or are you very private? I think we're both kind of private. Okay, that's okay because I have to, you know, the, the way that I channel is through, you know, feelings, how spirit makes me feel. And I just feel very protected and very guarded. And that's fine. I have no problem with that because I have to respect that because sometimes this isn't about uh, finding out nitty gritty about people or, or how they really oh. died and what went on. And, the, I, and I don't mean to sound cold, Kim, but I don't care. All I care about is that your son is able to give you messages, to give you peace, some type of peace and comfort and knowing that his soul is still with you. And more importantly, that his soul is at peace with God. That's, That's it. Right. Well, I think what I would like most is I um, have adopted his kiddos that he had. And I think that they're having a little bit difficult time. Of course they are. How do you connect with the number three? There are three of them, two are um, biological that I have. Okay. And they're on the young side, is that correct? They're teenagers. God help me. Yeah. <laughs> they're at a very trying age. <laughs> they are. Uh, now, had, can we go back to the number 14? 14. Um, Lily, Lily's 14. Okay. So you see how we kind of how things really do come full circle. Yes, we can connect with certain things, but acknowledging, and it's almost like we didn't get to that point, you know, of the reading yet, but that's what he, you know. She's the um, one that's having the hardest time. She's having a hard time in life. So it's not maybe even, not even, maybe even connected with her dad's departing, but just not. Look, everyone is having a very difficult time right now with life. Fair enough. And, and, then, and then to be yes. 14 on yes. top of it, I would not want to be a child or 14, right? right? And having to deal with all of this craziness that's going on in this world today, right? Right. And so does, uh, he talks about the t-shirt. So is someone wearing his shirts or wearing his clothing? There has to be something with a t-shirt or a jacket. So was there something that somebody wanted that somebody thought that they had that they wish they acquired? I have, I acquired his jacket. Okay. I acquired his jacket, but I, I have his coat. Yeah, when I miss him, I okay. hug the coat. You you either hold the jacket or hug it, put it on, correct? Well, I can't put it on because he's smaller than me, but I do uh, <laughs> hold it. Yeah. So know at that exact moment, know when the spirit is specific on something like that, know that his soul is with you at that exact moment. Because there's no way that I would know that. He talks about that you sometimes think you hear him, and more importantly, actually see him in the house. Is that correct? He just showed me like things going off, whether it be flickering of a light. These are just, this is just my son and symbol where spirit plays with things in the house to get your attention, to let you know that they're with you at that moment. Of course he does. Yes. yes. No, not all souls are able to do that. So know that whatever it is, whether it really, yeah. Not every soul is able to make things, move things in the house, make things go on, turn things off, make us feel or actually see shadows within the house. Everyone is different. So know that that is him. Okay. He says, mom, I know you didn't have a lot of choices on how you had to lay me to rest. Is that correct? Yes. He says, so I want you to know that how you chose to lay me to rest, he supports the choice and decision and that it's okay. He says, I want to thank you for... I'll use the term fighting for my children. Is that correct? I do fight. Yes, I have. I did fight for them. I fought for them. 
Now, did one of the did one of the children refer to having a dream of him, or do, do they speak about him? They don't speak a whole lot. I've had the kids that are now um, thirteen and fourteen, who are two months old. Okay, so. He, he showed me my symbol for when someone has a dream of, of a loved one that has passes. I don't dream of my... My, my mom did. Okay. My mom dreamt of him. Okay. So now, just because your mom is dreaming of him and nobody else is, it doesn't mean that he's mad at anybody or upset with anyone. Everyone connects with spirit differently. So know that he says, because he showed me, I saw him step forward. He was completely fine. And he was smiling. That's my symbol for that he came in the dream to show that his soul was at peace. Uh, is there, now that's not the first time that your son had me refer to something like that. Is, is there a question for you of that you are afraid or that someone is not sure if his soul is at peace because of the way that he died or because of how he died? I think that a lot of his siblings are um, which questioning that. Have done, yeah, and, and questioning that or, and also maybe questioning what more they could have done. Okay. Before yeah. we even started, that was the first thing he said. There was, we, we did everything that we could. There was nothing we could have done. Everybody did their part. And I'm also going to say that there was a part where I felt like your son was private and kind of kept everyone a little bit at a distance. Fair enough. Maybe not so expressive of what was going on with him. Yeah, there was distance. He's taking responsibility for that. He does not want anyone to feel, look, and what this means is that he's taking responsibility for his actions that whether caused a, a bit of a separation, communication issues, whether if it was down to his departure, he does not want anyone to feel that burden that they could have done more or should have done more. He literally just said to me, there's something about him that's very, um, He's very strong and just very, he's like, look, he goes, I don't want to talk about my death. He says, all I want to do is to give the gift. And I'm, I'm like shocked. He's like, give the gift of peace to my family and most importantly to my children. That I am not missing out on their life. And I know how much they've grown. And I know what a hard time they're having. He says, mom, and I hear your prayers. You are doing the best that you can for what, what you're given with. Uh, he talks about, is there an issue with school or something about school? Well, I've got four of them that are virtually learning right now. <laughs> oh my God. That is a nightmare. <laughs> that I just said to your son, I go, that's not a problem. That is a nightmare. <laughs> it is a nightmare. Since... Oh my God. Oh, wow. So you got all four of the children. Well, there's, I've gone on to, ado I adopted other children from foster care as well. So I'm, some of them, one of them is not. That's fine. But um, you have four children yeah. schooling yeah. at home. Schooling teenagers. Oh, Lily was 14 when he died. That's how I connected with 14. Okay. School, schooling. <laughs> so was that, who wrote something about him? Cause he shows me uh, this piece of paper and writes my hero on the top. My hero. I don't know about my yep. hero, but somebody did write something for him. Okay. When spirit shows me the piece of paper and my hero, it's just my symbol that somebody wrote something in honor and in tribute to them after they died. Is that Thank correct? You. Yes. That's his other mother. So know that he just wants to thank for what was written about him. I don't know. Is there kind of, um, 
questions about your son's departure or is there like, I, 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 I just said to my girl, I thought you didn't want to talk about this. And now I feel like I'm being pulled into this again. So I don't know if that's something that you want to talk about. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, he showed me my symbol and it was almost like a faded symbol, which again is something very unique of where I feel like someone, something either just doesn't seem right or I have a question about the passing or about what actually happened or what it was like for them. He said, I wasn't afraid when I died. It was sudden. He died suddenly. Are there things that we don't understand about the passing? I don't have any real questions. I think I knew when he passed. I think that he, uh, I can tell you almost within the hour that he passed, he was 35 years old. Uh, it was drugs. And it was the first time mm -hmm. of all of the years that I ever went out looking for him. When I, ha I had a shop and I closed it up and I went, there was looking for him. Well, there was a local that had said a man had been hit by a train. Mm -hmm. And I just, something felt, I went down where the police, and it wasn't him. He wasn't hit by a train. But it, I hadn't been able to shake it still. But that's the time around the time that he died. Okay. How do you connect with a helicopter? Helicopter. Can you connect with a helicopter? His son was lifelighted by a helicopter when he drowned. That's why I ended up fighting for them. <laughs> so he was lifelighted when he was nine months old to the hospital. The baby was the grandson, which is now my son, mm -hmm. which is his son. Yes. So now I understand why your son didn't want to talk about his passing so much. Fair enough. And I, I felt several things, um, and there are things that we don't understand. And how and why could this be? How could this happen to my son? Correct? Yes. We've been battling this for a while. But we never thought that it was going to come to this. Now I understand the angry. Now I understand why everyone is left with all of these emotions. What could we have done? And he said, look, I take responsibility. I take responsibility for keeping everyone apart, you know, separate or not in or not knowing how much was going on in my life, how much I was dabbling. Fair enough? He was supposed to be trying to get clean, but we, we yes. So... That, you know, look, everything is about interpretation. I am not all about calling spirit out on their yeah. wrongs. I'm not about that. And I am not going to do that for a well factor either. You know, your son was very adamant when he came forward. He was very, you know what? I take responsibility. People are angry that I died. I got a lot of shit going on, <laughs> Teresa. You know, but I just want to bring peace and comfort to my mother because that's what she deserves. After everything that's been going on, that is what my mom deserves. I don't care about anything else. And you know what? He said to me, he goes, you know, Teresa, he goes, you're the first person that made me feel like, you know what? It's okay just to be me. And I don't have to talk about my, my shit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. And you know, listen, nobody can tell someone how to feel, especially when they're a parent where here you are, you're, you're taking in children, you've adopted your grandchildren, you're, you're a foster mom, you know, you take care of everyone. Nobody can tell someone how to feel. No one can tell someone how to feel when, you know, nobody has children and says, I cannot <laughs> wait for my son to grow up and do drugs. Right. Nobody says that. Nobody ever thinks that. 
And what I loved, the first thing that happened when I felt your son's soul, he already showed me that he took responsibility for his passing, but told me right from the get-go that he didn't want to talk about it. I have to respect that. I cannot not respect Spirit's wishes. And I love what he, all he wanted to talk about was like rainbows and Skittles. Bass, he wanted to talk about baseball and football and, you know, the things that he did with his siblings, maybe the things that he wishes for his children, you know, for them to be a part of, or maybe what's going on in their lives now, knowing on how hard it's been for the children, for you, for everyone since his death. And then all of this craziness in this world of what's going on, you know, with this pandemic and people not knowing whether they're coming or going, right? And trying to keep everyone together. And he says, mom, the best thing that you did was make me be responsible for myself. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. He recently passed not too long ago. And so we found out January 1st. That's how I connected with January. We found out the morning. And his daughter is 14. Was 14. She's 15 now, but yes. His son's 14. Yes. Okay. 14 at the time. You know, you wanted to know. That was probably one of your questions in your head. Does he know that I have the children, that the children are with me, right? He did not specify one thing of one specific. He just said, people, everyone's angry that I died. So when spirit, and you have to interpret this yourself. When spirit makes me feel like they keep us at a safe distance. And then we close, we like, you know, like, look, you know what? You got to go do your thing, whatever it is. He's making me feel like, I'll use the term tough love. Has that? Were there times that you felt that you gave him tough love? Definitely tough love. Definitely tough love. He says that was the right thing to do. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, We all carry around different stressors. Some are big and some are small, right? But at the end of the day, when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You know, therapy just isn't for people who experience major trauma. Therapy, I find for myself, is great for learning positive coping skills and also how to set boundaries. And it has empowered me in the best way to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HeySpirit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HeySpirit. Teresa kept repeating the number 14, 14. And so that is the age of my grandkids. And I've been raising them since they were nine months old, nine months and 22 months old. It was due to his drug addiction that I actually, that the state had become involved and then I became involved and they came to live with me. But 14 is also the year, the age at which he started using drugs I believe that was where it all kind of went downhill and he had been in and out of um, treatment facilities in and out mental facilities we've done everything that we could do for him and had every intervention that we could possibly have Teresa talked about tough love and that's where a part where we got into where we had to exercise tough love with him and especially once we got his kids his children they needed safety and The drugs didn't reflect who he was, and he kind of lost who he was through the drugs. It was very sad, and it was really hard because this past Christmas, I had told him his name was Chris, and I told him, I said, Chris, don't don't you show up at my house for Christmas. Don't, because he, he was on the wrong side of the law. So I said, well, you know, you cannot come to the house because it just can't. We can't have that for the kids. What we've come to know is he was uh, actually deceased at Christmas. So we found out that he had, which I had kind of already felt like, but that he had died on December 20th. And he was found the morning of January 1st, right after midnight. New Year's Eve is my birthday. And so I had thought, gosh, you know, I haven't heard from him all Christmas. I haven't heard from him. And I just knew, like I said, I already felt like he had, was not with us anymore. But I had no proof of that. And so still, you know, you hold out hope. And I prayed and asked if, please, just somehow, something. We needed some kind of closure and some kind of answers. And on at 6.46 in the morning, the pol- we were woke by the police that they had found him. He had been under a bridge, but it was really high up, like a paved part under the bridge by the river. When I took the kids in 14 years ago, <laughs> I had to kind of separate myself more from him at that point. And not, not emotionally, I just had to be very mindful of what was going to be in the best interest of the kids, the, his kids and to protect them. And so that propelled my grief back then. I was busy being angry back then (laughs) at him. I've had a lot of years to be angry. There's peace in knowing that he's at peace now. This is the beautiful thing, and forgive me for saying that, but this is why I have to respect spirit. He already showed me. You tough love, had nothing, right? You had to do these things, and he took responsibility for that? didn't want to talk about his death, about giving you peace. And he's telling me, my mom did the right thing by tough love, right? She 
she did what she needed to do for me because that's what I, I, I'm going to say it. He deserved it. He said, I deserved it. He said, I broken her trust, right? He's also shown me a laundry list of things that he had done that had hurt the family. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Definitely true. There's no point in going over that. He says, I want to be able to give my family the peace that they deserved after my death and that I did make it. And I'm sorry that I lied and I'm sorry that I made everyone angry or upset with me. He says, I did the best that I could. He says, and he literally said to me, he goes, but Teresa, I couldn't get out of my own way. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. He says, I want to use this as an opportunity, mom, for me. And he says, and I, I know it might not be the same and it, it's not going to be received well by everyone. He says, but this is what I owe to at least you is that I can, for the first time in my life, my soul can step forward and take responsibility for the things that I did and the wrongs that I did, not only to you, but to the family. He says, I can't change what I did. I can't change how I acted and how I hurt people. He says, he showed me that he's newly departed. So newly for me is within two years that one of the first things that his soul is learning on the other side is having to relive life through everyone's eyes to feel what it was like, his actions, what his life did what it felt like to other people. That is how his soul is able to come forward. And I'm going to say he already started with a brother and you of reliving his life here in the physical world on how his actions affected everyone. And that is how he's able to step forward and for the first time in his life, his soul take responsibility for his actions, not anyone else's fault, temptations. Because he already made me feel like, he showed me like, all right, you know what, Teresa, there were times where I was, I was doing better. But then he goes, it's almost like, you know, someone waving a piece of chocolate cake in front of your face. You can't resist it. You have to have it, right? And I said to him, no, you have, you know, so he's making me feel like that there were those times where he would then blame others, mm -hmm. correct? For his mishaps, right? Yes. He says, and that there was that time where you thought that I was better or I was, I was on the road to recovery. Many times. Right? Yes. And you were like, you know what? We're going to make it. He's going to make it this time. I have faith. Everything's going well. And then the second things were so good, bam. It was like the rug was pulled out and he was back to square one again. That was a pattern. He says, and for that, I am sorry. He says, can the peace be for you of knowing that my soul is free, that I am not struggling? Where is the father that's departed on the other side? I have a father and his dad also had passed. Well, I first saw dad and then I saw grandfather. So I'm going to say it's his dad and your father. Okay validating stepping forward and that the souls are together on the other side. His father just, what I saw, and this is like a quick movie strip for me. I saw your, his father turned to him and he showed me the symbol for when a father disappoints a child. And he said to him, I am sorry that I was not able to be the father that you needed me to be. And whatever that means, however you can interpret that, Kim, that's not for me or for anyone else. 
All I care about is that you understand it and that it brings you some sort of peace. Yes, I understand it. And because I just said to your son, I said, so why did your dad take this moment to step forward now? And he literally stood in front of your son and said to me, because Teresa, I cannot allow her, meaning you, to carry these burdens all on your own. Sometimes, yes, circumstances, we reap what we sow. Isn't that a a saying, right? But he made me feel like that for you, it was just, it was what other people did, other people's choices, other people's decisions that then affected you and your life. And then you had to take everything and put it all back together and somehow make a home, a safe place for your children and now your grandchildren. I know that I was very blessed to have the family and the life that I had and what people go through. And there were several times in this reading, Kim, that your son hit a spot in my soul that I became very emotional and he's still doing it. And I can't be quote unquote so vulnerable when I read, but it's this, it, it, he's showing me this tender side of him that was so hard for him to show here. And he says, I, and, and my mom saw it. He says, Teresa, my, my mom saw it in me. She had that faith in me. He said, until I, it's like I put the light out in my mom at times. And he says, and I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry that what my choices, life choices made or, or did to you. And he says, I saw this as an opportunity to be able to bring and give my mom the peace that she so deserves. Do you feel that you take pictures and Kim and you see your son's soul in the pictures? Mm-hmm. Only because I, he says, my mom knows that I'm with her. Look, if your son's soul wasn't at peace, if he wasn't healed or learning lessons, he would not be able to do these things. Because it's almost like I could see you have pictures on the wall. I don't know what they are. I can't see them because it's not clear. But it's almost like I feel like I see him in the in the wall. Like I see his silhouette in the wall. I see his silhouette in the picture. I see his silhouette sitting next to you. I'm getting ready to make a wall for the people that have passed on to put a picture. I mean, his picture is the first one that's there. And I just haven't, I haven't done it all up like I want to yet. But I want to put a tree and the different people that have passed on and memory with them. And I do that at, um, for the holidays too. Anybody that's passed, I put their um, pictures on the Christmas tree. Or anybody that can't be with us, they're with us one way or the other. Even the kids that I've adopted, their parents, put them on the Christmas tree. So, How beautiful is that? And for your son to validate that's that. That's a hard time of the year. Of course. Listen, can I say this to you? <laughs> every day is hard. There are some days that might be harder than, than, than others, but every day is hard. And your son shows me that you put your best foot forward every single day. Every single day. And he says... Teresa, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. There was a moment when then we were talking before, and he's like, all right, enough talking about me dying and how I died. Enough of that. I want to talk about it. And then that's when he showed me the pictures. And he says, Teresa, my mom also knows that 
you being able to connect with her today was not a coincidence. He says, I want my mom to know that that is a gift from me, from heaven. I know. He says, because my mom never thought in a million years, in a million years, that she would ever get to meet you. He says, and that's all well, she ever I did wanted. Meet you, but I didn't think you would ever get, I would actually ever get a reading. I did, I did meet you in Houston and I did attend one of your live shows. I've never made a connection with anybody else that's passed. I feel like my son's pretty close to me now. I can feel him. Because mm-hmm. uh, it would have been actually December 20th that he probably died this past December 20th. So it's nine months. And today would have been nine months ago that he turned 35. There's no such thing as a coincidence. So, and your son is clearly validating that and saying, your son is saying this, you being able to have this experience that he's taking responsibility for. He's saying, mom, this is a gift from me to you. And is that why he brought forward your dad and his dad? And I said it to you, there's this one soul that I feel standing next to me, but there's a whole room full of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people that's on the other, a lot of people that are on the other side. There are a lot of people, but there's a lot of loss. That you, mm-hmm. And after everything you've been through, you still give 150% of you to everyone else. I have been until this, until that's, this is, until his death. It's been kind of stifled. You know, and this is what your son is saying. Your son is saying, you know, I almost said several times in the very beginning, I think we should redo this, reschedule this reading because we're having audio issues. And it was your son that was like, it was almost like I could feel him holding my shoulders down like, nope, you're staying right here and I'm going to put my hand over your mouth. (laughs) This is not happening another day. My mom needs peace. And this is what I love is when you're able to share, you know, spirit just has me say things and you just made it come all full circle of what your son said from the second I started channeling him. I want to give my mom the peace that she deserves and the comfort that she deserves. And no one else can give that to you but him because this, remember when he talked about the rug being pulled out? Look, and I get parents are not supposed to bury their children. But when we have all these questions of if we did things differently, if I would have known, if he was found sooner, he said, again, one of the first things, nothing could have changed. I take responsibility. And I think that when spirit repeats themselves with the same things over and over, it becomes my symbol for of where this is the first step in starting to heal. Uh, maybe starting to wake up in the morning differently every day of being able to really live life. Your son already showed me you get up and you put your best foot forward every day for everyone else, even though you're dying inside yourself, right? He says, I know that my kids are going to be okay, mom, because you're going to make sure of it. I'm doing my best. And he makes me feel like you're getting, you're getting very, fr- it's almost like you're getting, um, can you just try maybe a little frustrated? And you're kind of feeling like, you know what? I, I, you got to go. I can't do this. Right. <laughs> Trust me with this pandemic, I'm saying that to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out. I can't do this. I want Take my empty nest back. <laughs> right so simple but 
you know, I mean, look, there's a lot. I'm going to say this to you. This is all that can be given to us right now. Like, this is what we need right now to get us through to, but we have to improve ourselves. We have to get in this positive space, headspace, which is very hard (laughs) without everything else that you've been through. It's just hard in general, right? And he says, maybe we can let the justice for now be that my soul is at peace, that this is me, all these signs and symbols. I'm validating for you the things that are going on of what you knowing that I'm still a part of, even though I haven't been gone that long. Maybe this can be the first step in starting to heal. Because as you well know, because of all, everything that you've been through and all the tragedy, what I feel that you've been through, it's amazing that you're even sitting in front of me. That's how I feel. There's things that... I eventually, because I've, I've been a CASA as well, quarter point special advocate, and fought for a lot of foster kids, yeah. And I had to stop that. There's been a lot of going on, even prior, right, of my son's departing. That was just like the icing on the cake. But right, things are in a new light. There's something I think that it's, right now I'm having to be still. Sometimes you just have to be still and go within. And I don't know your... Um, you're reevaluating your life. You're right that you never, I never expected life. Didn't ever think my son would be drugs and never thought I would be raising grandkids. And then that inspired me after I adopted, after mm-hmm. I had to fight for them. And because I'm in a same sex relationship, that was very difficult in um, mm-hmm. Texas. It was a long court battle. So the fight. And how, and, and how beautiful I was think, that for your son to acknowledge to acknowledge yeah. your partner, is that correct? Is she the one that wrote about him? Yes, she did. She did write about him. It meant a lot to my other half, my partner for 25 years, for him to validate her writing. And it was very moving, the writing that she did for him at his service that we had put together. She wrote something that was very personal and very meaning and I guess she had been in his life for about two or three years prior to him becoming acquainted with drugs. <laughs> that was a four and a half year battle. I started with his kids is what, what put me on that journey. The state had them, but it was a battle in Texas because of my life being a same-sex relationship. The judge didn't want to leave the kids with us. So when we when he says fighting for my kids well we literally quite literally had to fight we had to get an attorney outside of our area or small town and just fight for the kids not to be taken from us just because of who we love <laughs> that started after the kids were adopted there were there two boys and a girl and i said well maybe we'll add one more to our family and make it just two boys and two girls there was a little girl that had come up needed a foster care placement we went on to uh, adopt that little girl and then as her caseworker kept coming over and he kept saying well i gotta go get another team that's and take him to a homeless shelter and i said what he said yeah another kid's aged out of care so I said, that is insane no one should ever have to go from a foster home to a homeless shelter. Long story short, I ended up adopting a 17-year-old from foster care. Then she she had had 50 foster care placements before us. That was a lot. And uh, 
there was quite a bit of battles <laughs> after that even. There's been a lot of learning curves and a lot of understanding grief from kids' points of view and grief and loss. Uh, I also teach for the state new foster and adoptive parents. Part of my teaching is to help them get certification. And so it's sharing my personal experiences, my educational experiences. I think that grief is at the core of these foster and adoptive kids, of course. You know, you think about all the loss, the horrible loss. And I think now maybe I'm needing to do something shifting because I've been representing foster and adoptive kids for so long. And it's really taken its toll on me and um, right. everybody else's traumas. And I think that's exactly, when you think about it, when you think back on the things that your son had me say, like after every, everything that you've been through, here you are, you're still for everyone else doing, putting yourself forward, doing right? With your own struggles, your own hurts and burdens, disappointments, heartaches, losses, where as though you have family and you're surrounded by people, you still feel, sometimes your soul feels alone inside, right? Very much so. And, and I think that this was your, you know, your son's way of, of saying, mom, this is about you. This was all about you. And, I, and I'm going to say this. This is the one thing that you need to take from, I feel like any, everything else that was said was a bonus. This is what you need to take from this reading is that your son said he needed to come through to give you the peace and comfort that you deserve. Is that what you need, what your soul needs right now, as far as within and saying, you know what, I did do everything for my son. Those, that, those hard times, you know, it's not very often, Kim, that I say to people, oh, yep, tough love was the way to go. You know, that's not a common thing. And, and you know what? Unfortunately, I do happen to read and channel a lot of young souls that die due to a drug overdose. And, you know, and, and every parent is different. You know, some are saying, you know, but your son literally said, I needed that tough love. She literally did everything. She, my mom moved mountains for me. And I was at that top of the mountain where I was fine and I was okay. And I led her to believe that. And then right back down. And the thing that I, I think that the, 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 the most important thing is that he's saying, you had every right to keep your distance from me. He said, because he, and he just said to me, he goes, because Teresa, it was getting ugly. It was not good. Yeah, well, he was, he was right? on the, this has been, it. it's been ongoing. I have felt better too, because I'm, well, he died of a, a heroin overdose. And mm-hmm. Melissa Eckridge, our son just died of an opioid overdose. And she's someone that we vacation with yeah. usually. We go on the mm-hmm. cruises and mm-hmm. stuff and with her a lot. And so when yeah. her, when the, you know, her son recently, and I just talked with her like two days, had a video chat with her two days prior to her son passing. And I couldn't even be on that video chat. Do you know that I cried most of the time? I felt like I knew something felt I, I guess it was in yeah. retrospect, two days later, he died. You know, her son died. It's terrible. A, it's, it's terrible with this. It's, it's opioid. Uh, horrible. Horrific. Yeah, it is. This lacing with the fentanyl and everything else. And it's just unbearable, you know, especially when it's time and time again. It you is. Know, of- Melissa started a foundation in honor of her son Beckett. And then. Mm-hmm. Hoping at some point, maybe I'll, and she's got so many, I don't know, so many neat things. You and her are the only fan clubs I belong to. 
<laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm a big fan of her. Yes. You know, she was on Long Island Medium, She's you sweet. know. Um, and, and we've crossed our paths out on the road together. You know, her bus driver was my cruise bus driver for a couple of oh years, but there's a reason. And, and maybe this is the, what keeps you going with a faith, um, is that people are placed on our path for a reason, they are. whether we allow, they, we allow them to help us grow and learn, um, that's up to us. And this is one of those times where it's not often where I have a soul like your son's, where he said to me, besides having my children, this is the most important thing that I ever had to do in my life, was to give my mom the peace that she deserves. You know, the more, it's almost like with more passings that you encounter, the more empathic you're becoming. Obviously, lost some grief from something that We've dealt with a lot with foster and adopted kids. And, and I actually specialized in that. I'm hoping that maybe I'm being still now. Maybe I need to be out there and talking about opioid addictions or drug addictions. I don't know what I'm, what, what's next for me in life, but I feel like something time to turn the page. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what did your son say before moments ago? He said, let this be the, the start of a new day and whatever that is. You have, you know, soul searching is one of the hardest things that we have to do here in the physical world. I, I've been through it and, and it's hard. It's hard to look at your soul and determine what you want to keep, what you want to grow, what you want to let go of, what serves you no purpose anymore. That's so hard, especially sometimes when it's people that we have to let go of. Yeah, you know that. Right. Whether they're in the, whether they're living or whether they're not. Right. And, and that's hard. I, I want to thank you for supporting and being a um, a true support for me and for what I do. I am truly sorry f- for all of your losses, most importantly for the loss of your son. And I hope this does give you and bring you some sort of peace um, moving forward in the healing process. Because grieving, as you know, is something that we will do every day here in the physical world for the rest of our lives. And, you know, people listening today, there might be someone... Maybe they lost their child or someone they loved to an, an overdose or to addiction, whatever it may be. Maybe it's someone listening and saying, oh my God, I need to change a page in my life. What is it? What new? What I feel like I, I'm, I, I have more to offer, you know? Um, and w- what more can I do? What can I do more to grow my soul? And that's what I love. And I, I really appreciate and love the fact that you shared that uh, with me and everyone listening today. So I appreciate you very much. Thank you. Take care. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I think that really I've been grieving for a long time. I was grieving in his life. I was grieving. This is just a different stage of grief. It's just a different kind of grief once they've actually passed. But I actually lost him when he was 14 because it's, you never knew what world we were going to wake up in, what drug he was going to be on and what that was going to mimic. And I, told him in life, I said, you know, Chris, I'm your number one cheerleader. You run, I'm right there behind you running. But if you stop, I don't have anything to cheer on. As I look back on it, I think that drug addiction robs us all of the peace in our, in as long as you're living. It's, um, it robs the addict and their family of peace. And I'm glad my son is at peace now. And it's, it speaks volumes to me about his spirit and wanting to, uh, wanting and needing to bring peace to his family and to me specifically. Because beneath the drugs and the dysfunction, and there was a tender, loving soul, a child of God underneath all of, all of that. And um, sometimes it's hard to remember when you're in that situation and times are tough. When we've had to exercise our tough love and pushing them back, it feels like it's been a long time pushing back. And so I'm glad he's at peace. I started feeling his presence, of course, like I said, from the time that he passed. Even when I was trying to figure out how I was going to come up, because it was after the holidays, right after the holidays, and we were pretty depleted in funds. And I was wondering, how in the world am I going to even put him to rest and everything like this? And it was like one thing after another, just it sounds terrible, but the only thing I can think of is doors opened or opportunities arose that um, circumstances allowed me to be able to plow through that problem. And I felt like he was navigating that. We, so we had him cremated, and we had a service. He was a big fisherman person. He loved to fish. He loved all outdoors. And so we had a little memorial service with just family. So we sprinkled some of his ashes in the lake. It all came to the surface, his ashes. And my other grown kids and I, boys, were sitting, standing there, and it formed a heart in the water. I mean, there was like it was there for over a minute like it was like not coincidence you couldn't even make this up i mean this was beyond a shadow of a doubt you had to know that it was him and it was a overcast day the sun had not been shining but at that moment was the only time the only time you can see the sun breaking out just a little glimpse of it coming out and it actually shined on the urn and his urn had an engraved heart on it it was saying, Mom, I'm here. 
I'm okay. I've been a fan of Melissa's since the early 90s and in the fan club since then. And But I was doing a video chat just a couple of days before her son Beckett had died. I couldn't understand. Like, I thought it was another, maybe my grief coming up and my son. But I told her, I said, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. I'm usually a chipper and I can't. She didn't know about my son. And of course, I had no idea that Beckett had been battling opioid addiction as bad as he was. When Beckett died, I started a new grief of all my own. Like it was like a extra heavy burden because I was really worried about her. She's got an incredible way of dealing with her grief, but this losing a child is like taking it to a whole nother level. But I'm also looking forward to seeing what Melissa has come up with. And as far as opioid addiction, because here is because of the opioid addiction, we had foster care and adoptive care. My grandkids ended up in foster care. Well, in my placement, but they were in the state. So I think if we start combating or figuring out what causes this and how to better help these young people, then maybe we can end a lot of the foster and adoptive care. And Because that's, a lot of kids are entering care because of drug addiction. Their parents are drug addicted. So I'm thinking turning the page is still talking about grief and loss with adoptive or potential adoptive foster parents. But it's also now maybe I need to do something with the opioid or drug addiction in general. And I don't know what that's going to look like just yet. That's part of me being still and just waiting on, I feel like spirit, like, hey, spirit, (laughs) let me know what I need to be doing next. And I'm hoping that I can be sensitive to that. And where there's an opportunity or an invitation to do that, I will certainly be willing to put my vulnerabilities up there and do what I need to do, say what I need to help people. Whenever we get the opportunity to speak out somewhere, get out and about more, I I don't know how the opportunity would come here, but if it does, I will certainly um, do all I can do. And I think that Chris will help guide me from the other side. He's coming from a place of peace and 100% love, so... It was so interesting on how her son was like, I don't want to talk about how I died. And all he wanted to do was give his mom peace and comfort. First thing, right? And then an hour later, she's saying how she's looking for something different, right? How she's want to turn, turn a new page and where she's got to do this soul searching. And her son saying, this is the first step, mom, in that. This is the first step. I am taking responsibility. I am thanking you for how and what you've done for me and my children. And and, and let me tell you, her son did show me and, and her dad did show me. And even his father showed me how all of the misfortunes that she's been through. People might not experience what she's experienced already in a lifetime and might never, ever experience it. And here she is still taking care of everyone else putting herself on the back burner to take care of others, you know, really pushing through and her son sticking to, you know, when I say spirit gives you what you need, we have to listen to that, what we need to hear. And she needed to hear that her, this was a gift from her son of peace and comfort because he couldn't give that to her here in the physical world with the life that he was living and okay for her to start a new chapter in her life. 
Well, guys, there you have it. If you'd like to give me the opportunity to share my gift with you, just go to my website at TeresaComputo.com. If you want to keep hearing these shows, please subscribe wherever you listen and be sure to write a review at Apple Podcasts so more people can find the show. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Audiation. Hey guys, if you're loving Hey Spirit and my new series on Lifetime, Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits, you might love my live show, Teresa Caputo Live. Check out my website at TeresaCaputo.com for tickets and to see if I'm in a city near you.